0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three-in-One who comes in order that we might know who to follow, rather than blazing a trail ourselves. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, here at University Lutheran, uh, we we do this kind of funny thing. We we every year for the the past number of years, we we've done this thing that is uh, called an annual focus, and and our annual focus is, is sort of this theme that we have for the entire year the the entire church year that we have it's something that we kind of use as a lens in order through which a lot of times we're, we're seeing what's happening in the gospel stories what's happening in those epistle readings what's happening in those Old Testament readings what's happening in the Psalms and our our annual focus for for this year is follow me and it comes from from Matthew 4 one of those moments when, when Jesus came to to his disciples uh, some of his first disciples and he came to them and he said follow me and and it continues on and i will make you fishers of men and, and so this entire year, we're thinking about the Bible readings that we're taking a look at. We're thinking about our own actions. We're thinking about what we're doing together as a church. And, and we are saying, okay, what does that have to do with me being a disciple of Jesus? How do I, as a Christian, identify with that word disciple? And, and how is that word meaningful for me? How am I... Following where Jesus leads me, and how does that all work out in my life? And one of the funny things about that is that uh, the, the church here begins in late November it begins with the season of Advent. And so uh, we put this together, we we started putting this together well before last November. And, And even when we initially said, okay, this is going to be our annual focus for the year, we had no idea what this year was going to look like. Nobody back in November was like, well, I, I think we'll all be wearing masks. I think we'll all be, you know, six foot apart from one another. I think if, you know, if, if we go to church, we're, we're going to have to, you know, register or, or sign a, a piece of paper saying that, that we're, you know, we're, we're completely okay. Uh, none of us had any idea that this was what 2020 was going to look like. That this was what this follow me year what it was going to look like. And in a lot of ways, there's a little bit of, of that sense of not knowing what this is going to look like that helps us to understand what's happening in this gospel reading. What's happening in this gospel reading is you have the disciples are finally getting some information from Jesus about what the coming year of their discipleship is going to look like. And it's not what they had planned. The coming year of their discipleship with Jesus, Jesus is telling them, well, it's going to involve me being taken away by the chief priests and the scribes and and the rulers. And and by the way, they are are going to put me to death. And not only are they going to put me to death, but I am going to raise up again. And and so Jesus is breaking this down to his disciples. And, And he's saying, okay, this is what you have to expect. And I think just like if Jesus came to us in a dream or a vision in in November of 2019 and said, this is what your life is going to look like come in in a year. I I think most of us would probably pull a Peter. Most of us would, would, you know, we would take Jesus aside. And uh, the, the Greek there actually says that, that, uh, it, that Peter caught Jesus. So, so you kind of get this sense that, that Peter is taking Jesus and he, you know, he's pulling him aside and he, it says, rebukes him and says, far be it from you, Lord. And maybe we're still in that place where we're like, far be it from the world, Lord. Far, far, we just want this to be over. Uh, we, we, we don't want any more of this stuff to be happening. We, we want to be able to take off our masks. We want to uh, be able to, to stop having to have our temperature checked. And whenever we go into certain buildings, we, we want all of this to be done. And, and we want to wake up and say, that was just a really bad dream that I had. Really strange and weird bad dream. But... The the reality here is that that's where we are. The reality with with Peter is that that's what Jesus is all about. That what Jesus came to this earth in order to do was those things. And and that those things actually make up what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in so many ways. But Peter goes, you know, far be it from you, Lord. And Jesus says something interesting back to Peter. In some ways, we kind of go, well, Jesus, that seems a little harsh. You know, just a couple verses earlier than this, Jesus has celebrated that Peter is, has confessed the truth about who Jesus is, that he is the Christ, he's the son of the living God. And on that confession, the church is going to be built... And now Jesus, just seemingly in a few breaths later, is saying, "Get behind me, Satan!" You go, know, "Whoa, oh, Jesus, that's that's a little bipolar. You're 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 being a little moody here, Jesus. You're 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 kind of like celebrating here, and then you're calling the guy the devil over here." But what Jesus is doing there is is probably on purpose. He, you know. It, because he's, if you think back, especially in the Gospel of Matthew, the, the one time that we see Satan at work, what is Satan trying to do? Well, well, Satan is trying to get Jesus to take some personal privilege, right? So Jesus is out in the wilderness. He's out there for 40 days. He's hungry and he's thirsty. And at that point, Satan comes to Jesus. And he says, hey there, boy king, son of man, you need to take some per- personal privilege here. You, you need to take, take one of those rocks and, and turn it into bread. Doesn't, doesn't bread sound really good right now, Jesus? You, you need to do that. Or, you know, t- take a little bit of privilege. You're the son of God, Jesus. You should be able to do whatever you want. You should have all of the nations worshiping you. You should be able to set yourself up as king. In fact, Jesus, I am just a lowly demon angel compared to you. You should have me bow down to you. Shouldn't you? And yet, Jesus refuses all of that. Jesus refuses to bow down to Satan because he knows what he's here to do. And he knows that what he's here to do is not to set himself above other people, but rather he is here to set himself up as somebody whom we can follow, somebody who... We, we can be behind and be, know that we're safe. Because in a lot of ways, that's what it means for us to follow. I don't know if you've ever had that, that moment when you're, you're driving on one of those, you know, rickety two-lane highways that, that can be around here or maybe around where you live. Where, where you're driving down and, you know, it's just you and the other lane and a big semi or an RV or, you know, a grandma driving around and, and she's driving really slow and you're just like ah, I just want to get around this lady and you pull out and then you see the oncoming car and you go oh, I guess I got to pull back well, well that's the moment right here for Peter that, that there, there is a, a safety for Peter staying in his lane and that's exactly what Peter's not doing here. He's not staying in his lane. He's telling God, hey, God, this is what I want to do. This is how I think things are supposed to go. This is how the world is supposed to work, God. And it's pretty easy for us to do that. It's pretty easy for us to take God aside and rebuke him for the stuff that's going on in our lives. It's easy to rebuke him for the, the virus that's happening. It's easy to rebuke him for the broken relationships that we have. It's easy to blame him for the problems that uh, are coming out in our lives. It's easy to blame him for all sorts of stuff. And yet, the reality is so much of the time that, that he's saying, just, just trust that I'm in front of you. Just trust that you are are following me, and then I've got you. Some of the places that we travel through behind Jesus are pretty tough places. Tough places like our own sin. Tough places like the sins that other people commit against us. Tough places like living in a world that is broken by sin and because of that reacts against us human beings by producing disease and issues that come about in nature. But we know who we're following. We know who we can follow. We know that we can follow This Jesus, who promised that he will go ahead of us, that he will be the one who is killed at the hands of the scribes and the religious people of his day, that he will be the one who suffers on our behalf. And finally, that he will be the one who rises again from the dead so that we know that we can follow him even in that, that when our bodies are laid in the tomb, that we will follow him and be raised up out of those tombs as well. And so may you this week as you are going through the difficult places that Jesus is leading you through, may you keep a firm eye on him and may you tailgate him so close, recognizing that he will protect you and that you will follow him eventually out of this world that's filled with your own sin and the sins of others into a glorious resurrection where there is no sin. Amen.